Good morning, Tuesday, April the 11th, 2023. So glad you have joined me for this cup of coffee uh, and this conversation on thriving in life and in real estate. I'm Josh Bickford. I'm the host of the In Bloom podcast. And uh, so glad that you are here today uh, where we are going to talk about what we will not fear. But first, Let's take a sip of our coffee. Coffee's one of the rare places where being bitter is a good thing. (laughs) Um, This week we're talking about fear. Uh, There's a lot lot of fear in the marketplace right now. There is a lot of fear uh, around us and with uh, the people we love, the people we work with our customers, uh, our clients, um, and the people we work for, you may experience fear from them. Uh, And uh, yesterday we talked about the opportunity to get out of the safety of the boat and to walk on water. Uh, If you didn't listen to that one, that frame of reference might not make sense. uh, But that is the episode from Monday the 10th entitled Fear. Uh, That... um, that story and that metaphor uh, so just mean a lot to me right now. And they, uh, I cling to that story a little bit because there is so much fear around us. Uh, and one thing we're not going to do, and we being me and you, so we're not going to live in fear. We're not going to be afraid of tomorrow. We do not control tomorrow. Uh, we're not going to be afraid of what we messed up yesterday because we don't control yesterday. What you do control is today and how you react to it, and the actions that you will take, uh, and the um, the way that you will choose to live, and the decisions you will choose to make, uh, and the beliefs you will choose to hold, and the way that you will treat people. Uh, you control all of that today, uh, and uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit, uh, and um, we're going to talk about what's coming Uh, and why we're not going to be afraid of it. So we're going to talk about um, kind of the current problems we have and what those point to uh, that's coming. Uh, And we're going to look at that in a reality-based way. We're not going to look at it through a filter of it's a great time to buy right now. It's a great time to sell right now. Um, We're not going to look at what is going on and what is to come through the prism of Um, I need to be afraid of it. We're going to look at it and we're going to, um, take a look at what's going on, what that probably means. And then we're going to look at what that means for the opportunities we need to pay attention to and how that's going to shift a little bit. Uh, probably the most mind blowing stat I have ever seen in my life. Uh, and just because it was so counter to, Uh, what I believed personally and what so many people believed. Uh, Years ago when I was a mortgage broker, uh, there was a big like uh, Keller Williams kind of market center meeting where they went over the just market stats, what's going on, where the market's going, that kind of thing. Uh, Very, very data driven. And it was multiple uh, market centers there in Atlanta. And they, they showed the market back to 2006, kind of at its peak. And then I think at the time we were in 2014, maybe 2015, 
And the most interesting stat on the whole sheet that they pointed out or on the whole presentation was that through the entire crash, which Atlanta market was bad, um, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, um, and the end of 2011 is where it bottomed out. Transaction numbers were the same. 2006, 2007, 2008, same transaction numbers, different product was changing hands, obviously. Foreclosures were a huge deal, um, all kinds of that, you know, homes that were halfway built, all of that. Uh, but the same number of houses transacted. So there were people who thrived through that as a real estate agent, as a real estate company. And there are people who had to leave the business because they couldn't do anything. Uh, I truly believe the the biggest indicator of which way you went was your mindset. Was there an opportunity in front of you or was the world ending? You could hold either of those positions and be correct because there was evidence to all of it. Um, I have lots of friends who bought houses, not because they were looking for them, but the deal was so good they couldn't pass it up. You know, it was less than the cost of a car to buy a house and they turned it into a rental and then sold them in 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021 and made a fortune, you know, 4X their money. Crazy stuff. Um, but that really changed my own view of real estate. There is no such thing as a good market or a bad market. There is a neutral market. There is a buyer's market. And there is a seller's market. And when you described when you describe the market that way, it kind of indicates to you where the opportunity was, right? Obviously, we are leaving a seller's market. And in a lot of places, it really is a buyer's market now. In a seller's market, you want to be the seller, obviously. So where the opportunity really was, was in listings. Um, they were very hard to get. They were very... Um, they were in very short supply and the demand for those listings was through the roof. Uh, so if we're in a buyer's market now, it would, you know, knowing how to buy a house, knowing what to look for, knowing where the opportunities are, probably a hint there. So um, we'll start there. Let's take another sip of our coffee here. Uh, current problems that we have. Uh, and this is where we're at right now. Um, and then we'll kind of take a look at what that means. So obvious problems in the market are affordability. Uh, interest rates have climbed a lot. Prices have not come down. People pay on payments. Uh, and there just is not as much demand for a 6 7 8% mortgage as there is for a 3% mortgage. Uh, there's less demand to pay $2,500 a month instead of $1,500 a month. Obviously, um, that's an issue. And... Uh, when you look at interest rates, a lot of people look at going backwards and when rates come down, uh, they don't know that from 1971 through 2022, the average 30-year fixed rate is 7.8%. The last big inflation fight we had was in the 70s and 80s when interest rates went way up uh, and they were north of 20 for a while. Uh, we spent 12 years north of 10% during an inflation fight that is scary to read and that's scary to hear because um if 7.8 is the average 
and you probably have to overcorrect. And the last time we had a lot of inflation, we were over 10. Um, probably a safe bet to assume at some point we are going to see 30-year fixed rates north of 10% uh, if we are going to truly fight this inflation. If we decide to inflate our debt away and inflate the dollar away, and uh, then you know we don't need to worry about raising interest rates. But if we're going to protect, you know, if the Federal Reserve is going to protect the dollar, um, interest rates are going to have to keep going up. Uh, our interest rates are still lower than inflation, and to get that corrected, you obviously need interest rates that are higher than inflation. Uh, the other. Um, the other like kind of thought with all of that is as they raise interest rates and what we're kind of seeing, because we've seen money supply pulled out of the system. Um, we're going to be looking at deflation. Prices are going to be coming down as we fight inflation. Um, obviously, the interest rate policy of the Federal Reserve, this is just such boring stuff. Let me... In, they made money free. And so anybody could, could borrow money. Uh, banks had to figure out more creative ways to lend money so that they could actually make a return because their interest rates were so low. Uh, so you saw, you know, the Silicon Valley bank stuff, there was risky, you know, they did a terrible job of uh, hedging their risk and all that kind of stuff. And there was all kinds of creative financing that they were offering to the, um, tech company founders and stuff that were benefiting from 0% interest rates. Uh, so that tide has gone out and there are going to be a lot of people who don't have any pants on. Like we're just going to, we're going to see that. That's, that's what's coming. When the money was free, everybody was afraid of missing out. Everybody was trying to buy everything they could get their hands on. Uh, here in Colorado, your house is $600,000. That is unacceptable to me. I will give you $800,000. I know that that's what the market demand was and stuff, but I just don't register with that mindset. I don't, I'm not afraid of missing out because I don't think there is one opportunity. I think the opportunities are infinite. So um, I don't get that. We saw it with cars. You couldn't buy a new car without spending 10, 20, $30,000 more than the car was priced at. I happen to like my money. I don't hate it and I don't want to get it out of my pockets as quickly as possible. Uh, that is the world that we've, that we're leaving behind. Um, we are going to see companies suffer because they were built for a zero interest rate environment. They were not built for a normal interest rate or even a high interest rate environment. We are going to see, uh, real estate prices come down because people pay on payment. We're going to see car prices come down. We're going to see fewer sales of the things that people acquire debt for, because the lending standards are tightening. The commercial market is a mess. COVID wrecked office, you know, just vacancies are crazy. Those are all bought on cap rates. The higher interest rates go as their loans adjust, the lower the value of the property goes. It's That commercial market is going to be a huge problem uh, for banks, especially small and medium-sized banks uh, over the next few years. Uh, and in places like San Francisco and some of them where it's really bad, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be horrible. Like that's going to be horrible. What's coming in real estate is people who have to sell 
are who are going to sell. People who want to sell are just going to stay put. They're going to keep their low payment. They're going to stay in the house that they're in, which means we're going to have fewer listings. It means um, the listings we have, because they're so few, we're going to see those um, prices go down slowly, which is going to keep buyers on the sidelines because of affordability. Like these are all things that are coming. Um, we have to pay the price for what we've come out of. Like that, like that was bad behavior. And now, you know, we kind of are going to endure the punishment, but this is not something that you need to be afraid of. Um, there are unbelievable opportunities in front of you. Uh, and we're going to talk about a few of them here because, um, you can look at opportunities through different lenses. One, there was huge demand at three, three and a half percent mortgages, huge. Uh, people could not wait to get their hands on those. Those mortgages still exist and homes can be purchased using those mortgages, period. Assumable mortgages, those are going to be a huge opportunity. You have to know, um, you have to know how to close those transactions. You have to know how to find them. You have to know how to sell them. You have to know how to compare them to a traditional under or traditional uh, mortgage origination. You are going to do very well if you understand the assumable mortgage. Uh, if you're going to look for listings, those are the listings I would look for uh, because they're going to have super high demand. Uh, there's a free class linked below if you want to um, if you want to learn more. I've, I've put that together. That is the biggest opportunity uh, looking at us right now in real estate, uh, in the residential side, for sure. Assumable mortgages, just what was demand at 3% and what have you seen out of demand at 6 or 7%? Um, why not sell the 3%? It's affordable. There's no volatility there. Uh, and it's not hard to sell $1,500 over $2,500 a month. The assumable mortgage is huge opportunity, huge. Um, people who become the market experts in those are going to just crush uh, over the next few years. Uh, let's talk about uh, new construction. Right now, there are more homes under construction in the United States than there have ever been. And we know what demand is in the real estate market right now. Um, I don't know when it's going to happen. And unlike a assumable mortgage where everybody wins, the opportunity that's coming in new construction, everybody's not going to win. Uh, the, the sellers are going to, and probably the lenders and the investors and all that kind of stuff, are they're going to really get hurt in that one. Um, when you have outrageous amount of supply and super low amount of demand, that's a, that's a problem. Uh, so there's going to be opportunity there for um, people looking to buy. And when I say new construction, I wouldn't, I would say big master plan community type stuff where it's the big national builders and there's thousands and thousands of homes for sale. That's going to look a little different in every market. Uh, if you are in a market like Austin, Texas or Phoenix, Arizona or Las Vegas, you know, some of the places where they're building like crazy, um, you're going to see that affect everything. Uh, if you're in a place where they're not building as much, you, you're not going to see the effect of that. Uh, and, you know, custom building or infills in town and that kind of thing probably looks different uh, than that, you know, tract homes and that kind of thing. Um, I really think if you have clients that are going to be, you know, in what is price now and the kind of higher end, you know, let's say in most markets, 
750 to maybe 15. There's going to be a lot of opportunity there because demand, you know, affordability is going to come into play. Those are fewer cash buyers and more people who make a lot of money and would get a mortgage for it. You know, if the payment's 10 grand a month, that's a smaller, smaller market than it was when rates were so low and it was, you know, three grand a month. So um, there's going to be opportunity there. And, and again, not everybody's going to win in that one. Uh, so assumable mortgages is the everyone wins opportunity when new when when builders have to list the stuff and they have to sell it and they have to drop their price and they have to just face reality. Uh, and again, we're talking big ones, the really big builders. Um, there's going to be opportunity there for sure. Um, and on that same note, a lot of the problems we've had over the last few years, lack of housing, um, think about the Zoom town areas. Uh, I've seen this in different places in Florida, here in Colorado, up in the mountains. The the teachers who teach in the schools and the the people who work in the towns and not tourists, the people who actually live there. There's just no affordable housing in so many of those areas. Uh, it's the same way in the beach communities. Um, that kind of stuff. Like it's just the incomes and the cost of real estate just don't line up at all. Well, in 2020, the Zoom towns kind of became a thing. Interest rates were so low. People people got out of the big cities and went and moved to these vacation areas. It made a ton of sense if you could work from home. Well, builders noticed this and started building a ton of houses. Um, I saw a community in, I, I think it's Pensacola, Florida, where the median income in the, in the county was $35,000. And there were just endless, endless rows of homes, just street after street after street of homes in the 500s. Well, people who make $35,000 can't afford a $500,000 house. Um, probably would be safe to assume in these vacation areas that if we're going to go back to a true supply and demand number, um, our housing shortage problem in these areas is probably solved. There's going to be a lot of pain in the marketplace to do it. But these people who haven't been able to afford a house, there hasn't been anything available in the area. All of that are probably going to see a lot of those communities come down in price to a place where the where the community can afford it. And now there's a bunch of beautiful new houses uh, that these people are going to get to take advantage of. Uh, that sounds, depending on which side of the table you're on, that's an amazing opportunity if you live in a place where you never thought you'd be able to buy truly amazing opportunity. If you are a builder or investor in that kind of thing, or you're a developer, it's terrifying, terrifying. Like you, you want to sell your stuff as quickly as possible so that it doesn't hit, hit that end. Um, but it could be that all of that new construction that's sitting out there or that's under construction right now is going to actually solve a whole lot of the problems that we have around housing in this country. Um, people need to be able to buy their first house, you know, a big part, you know, people talk about the American dream and in real estate, it's been marketed as home ownership. That's not what it is. Uh, being able to do your own thing, being able to own a business, being able to choose how to live your life, being able to choose what you say and what you believe uh, and where your kids will go to school and all of that kind of stuff. That's the American dream. Uh, you are the ownership. You are the owner of your life. Somebody else does not control you. That is the American dream. And a part of that dream is being able to own a home. Like that's part of it. Being able to own things, it's, it's a revolutionary idea when you look at the history of man. Uh, when you look at 
you know, the, the totality of your life. We don't see how unbelievable it is that everybody gets to own. Um, we need to have first time homes for people. You know, we need to have prices that people can af afford when they're buying their first home so that they can buy their first home and sell it and get their second and sell it and get their third and so on. Uh, that's, that's how people build things up. You know, if, if you can never buy that house, you don't become the, um, you don't become the person at the end of the life who can, who can leave a paid off home to your children or to your grandchildren uh, and, and bless them with something that, that you didn't get, like you moved your family forward. All of that kind of stuff is super important. Um, and it's, you know, a bedrock of our country, uh, of the opportunity of America. So um, if you go into looking at all of our problems and say, hey, interest rates are going up, I'm screwed. Oh no, demand is down, I'm screwed. Oh no, there's no business, I'm screwed. Like, you don't have to see it that way. You can look back and say, these are the problems we have. This is probably what's coming. We're going to have higher rates for a while. Deflation's coming. The economy is probably not going to be good. And I'm going to have to figure out how to operate with people who have to move. Uh, okay, so I got that. So what are my opportunities? I got to learn the assumable mortgage. That selling affordability, certainty, and um, oh, the affordability is the key. But the certainty, not worrying about the volatility of things. Um, there's so many perks to it. Um, that one is big. Keeping an eye on what's going on in the new build world. If you're if you're in a community that does that, there's opportunity that's going to be there. Uh, you'll probably have some in investors, and I don't mean big funds and that sort of thing, but you know you may meet some people who would like to buy some of those paired houses that they're building and have a couple of duplexes for rentals. Um, there's there's going to be opportunity. It the opportunity is immense that's coming, uh, but we have to choose not to fear it. Values are going to go down. Demand is going to be down. Supply is going to be up. Um, we're going to have some some tough years, but you can thrive. Absolutely. Can. You can become um, the pillar of your community. You can become the expert. You can become the authority. This is an opportunity for you to level up your business immensely. And um, spending time here, um, learning new things, seeing the world in a new way. Uh, that's part of the way you do that. So I want you to know, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Appreciate your attention. Uh, and the work that I create is designed to help you to thrive. This is the in bloom podcast. Um, if you liked the content of this, like share, subscribe available live on YouTube, live on Facebook, live on LinkedIn, every Monday through Thursday at 9 a.m. Mountain uh, and a couple hours later on the audio streaming platform of your choice. Uh, if you want to follow up with me, joshbickford.com is my website. Uh, I look forward to connecting, would love to hear what I can do for you and how I can be of service to you. Uh, the next few years are the opportunity of a lifetime. We don't get to sit in this kind of economy with these conditions and with this going on very often in our lives. And it is where you can say, I'm done with the stairs. I'm taking the elevator. Uh, appreciate you. Have a fantastic day and we'll see you tomorrow.